Johnny and Smash present Luke Radio. Dance music for rock stars. Welcome to the first ever special edition of Luke Radio. I'm Spesh, and in these special editions, we'll be getting to meet some of the artists we here at Luke Radio think are totally cool. And we're starting off with a production duo that definitely fits that bill. We'll also get to explore their music a little further and hear in their own words what's behind it all. And those of you who are regular Luke Radio listeners will know that I don't normally interview people, and I can assure you that I'm probably not good at it, at least not yet. So I've stacked the deck in my favor a bit and chosen an artist that I know pretty well. In fact, one of the members of this talented production team sitting with me in the studio has been my longtime production partner and co-host on Luke Radio, none other than Johnny of Johnny and Spesh. Do you know who my guest is yet? In case you haven't guessed, here are a few more facts. They're considered at the epicenter of what train spotters call progressive breaks. In fact, they could safely also be considered to be among the inventors of that sound. In a short time after getting together to produce their first single, their music began appearing on the groundbreaking Global Underground compilations and well-established labels such as Bedrock, Functional Breaks, Spunday, of course Luke Records, and a ton more. They're the duo that Digweed says is, quote, in top form, that Hernan Cataneo calls musically great, that Jerry Bonham calls good-looking, and I say, quote, you should go out and buy their album out Feb 28 because it rocks. If you haven't guessed by now, shame on you. We are sitting in the studio with none other than Momo. How the heck are you? Oh, what a great intro. Thanks, Spesh, for all the accolades. Happy to be interviewed by you. Doing great, Spesh. That's nice to hear. So uh, how the heck did you guys come up with the name Momu? Uh, it's a combination of the first two letters of each of our last names, Moyer and Musselman. That was actually our original name, but it, uh, it had too many syllables. We actually got tired of writing out Moyer and Musselman. It got really tedious. Like, do you use an and symbol or do you use A-N-D and? And we just got tired of it. So Mo, Mo. I totally understand that. And now that we're all using CDs, there's not a lot of room to write. So uh, thanks for your forward thinking on that. Um, so you guys are both residents at Cool, which is uh, one of the longest continuously running weekly club nights in San Francisco, if not the world. So what's it like? Uh, and do you find those regular DJ sets influencing what you do in the studio? Uh, absolutely. I've pretty much learned how to DJ at cool. So it's a, uh, it's a huge influence for me. If I'm playing for longer than 45 minutes, it feels weird. Actually, I got to agree with you. I definitely learned how to DJ in any sort of capacity at cool. I think over 45 minutes seems like a whole different mindset. Really cool is about sprinting 45 minutes, you know, pedal to the metal, wall to wall, the whole thing. And uh, it definitely does affect what we work on in the studio because essentially we get to try out the music every week and see what works and what doesn't. And also we want to make something that absolutely devastates the dance floor. So that definitely comes into play. We're typically not making music to chill out to, although I think you're going to hear a, a wide range on the album that uh, you probably wouldn't expect. It's a great crowd at Cool, and there's lots of people that are really hardcore dancers, um, and who have also, and who are also really familiar with with dance music. So you have to be on your toes and uh, and play your best stuff, but um, you have to change it up a lot too. I think if you look at some of the the guests that have been, I think if you look at some of the guests that have been able to play at Cool over the many 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 years, uh, you know you're looking at people like Lee Coombs and. Um, Jonathan Lyle and you know folks that come over from the UK and they're always just completely blown away by the crowd and by the reception and that by the way it's on a Wednesday night so you know cheers to Johnny and Special and Luke Records for that. 
Well, that's definitely got to work in your favor. Um, that sounds totally cool. So tell me about uh, the first song that you guys produced together. What was it called and what was your approach to creating it? The very first track is actually a drum and bass track called Spirus. We actually did Spirus and then Spirus X, which I don't know if there was too much, too many differences between the two, but uh, that's actually the first track, unreleased, hidden away in the archive somewhere. Maybe it'll come out one day, or maybe we should offer it for download for free. Actually, we might even have a copy of it here in the studio. So, uh, want to hear a snippet of it? Let's go for it. <laughs> this will be cool. sitting in the studio with Momu discussing their brand new album among other things. So so tell me guys, uh what were some of the early reactions to your sound? I mean, your sound's pretty distinctive. One of the first reactions we got was that we were pretty much uh two or three years ahead of the market and we thought that that was just uh a nice way of saying your music sucks. Yeah, that was one of the first reactions. Uh, great stuff, but a little bit early. Um earlier than, than people are ready for, which isn't necessarily a bad thing at all. And, and in fact, for us, it, it turned out to be great um, because we were able to amass uh, you know, a lot of fans over the, that, that few years as we were working on original tracks and remixes. Um, you know, I think the overall reception was really, really positive. Uh, people had an open mind. They, they, they were hearing all kinds of different influences in the music. And uh, I, I think now... A lot of the tracks that are coming out and a lot of the remixes in sort of the breakbeat genre, I mean, I can hear our influence and, and that, that means a lot. That means we definitely have had an impact. I believe it. I believe it. That's totally cool. So tell me about this album. I mean, I know you guys have a lot of fans out there. We just touched on that. Is this something that you did for them? Yeah, you know, in a way it's... Um has there's a historical perspective to the album because we've included some of our favorite singles over the last uh, several years, things that maybe were you know hard to get on vinyl or 
um, you know, had, had not been available for download uh, on any of the outlets previously. So, you know, in a way it's, it's historical and it's a way it's a snapshot in time of really, you know, Momu to, you know, early 2006. So yeah, I, I would have to say it is for them. It's, uh, it's also for people that don't know about us. I think we've put together something that people will, over time, um, if not, you know, pretty quickly, uh, come to enjoy as, you know, one of those CDs that they, they, uh, a go-to CD that they're able to pull out, at, you know, at the right moment and whether it's the car or whether it's the home stereo or the after party or who knows what, but, uh, you know, it'll come to mind and they'll be able to pull that out and say, you know what, this is just the thing. Definitely. I hope that, uh, that our, our fans so far like what we've done. Uh, we don't want to disappoint. Cool. So you guys worked with Gray Area on one of the tracks. In fact, the track is actually called One. Um, and uh, I heard something about an all-night session, uh, whiskey, and craziest of all, that guitar that hangs on the wall in our studio actually got used. So what the heck actually happened? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I would say that's the only time that a track has come together in one night um, and actually been at least halfway decent. There was a bottle of whiskey <laughs> at the beginning of the night. It was a lot of fun. There was supposed to be a string of tracks after that, potentially, which actually is why we called it one, as well as the fact that it was pretty much done in one night. I think Johnny's being charitable, however, when he says one night, because I know that, you know, after Gray Area left town and and when I wasn't around, he did put a lot of extra time into that um, in the few days after. So... It all came together. You know, Nosmo pulled the Dan Electro off the wall and, you know, sort of went at it. We got this really uh, kind of almost retro New Order guitar sound coming out mixed with some really beautiful epic pads. And, you know, it's great. It'll be out on M Theory, you know, one of these months. We'll see. Hopefully pretty soon. It was definitely an even collaboration, I would say, between all five of us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually disappointed that Gray Area is now down to two because it was a fun night with the three of them in, the, in here. And we all contributed. And speaking of now down to two, so who was the last one left standing that night? Because I know uh, people were falling asleep at various times. And <laughs> Do you remember any of that? It was probably John D. and McRae. I actually had to work at about 6.30 a.m. the next day, so I, I, I probably cut out uh, in the middle of the night. And as I understand it, you know, Nosmo and Ruin were, uh, you know, calling it quits when John D. and McRae were, you know, getting us maybe third or fourth wind. I wouldn't even want to say second wind. They work till five. Right on. Let's check out that track. This is uh, Momo and the track is called One.
favorite song on the album? I'm asking you because you're always the diplomat, and I thought it'd be fun to try to pin you down on that. Yeah, that, that's actually been a tough question that uh, I've been thinking about ahead of time since I knew you were going to ask that. But uh, you see, I'm stumped already. But actually, I would have to say right now, it changes a lot. And right now, after listening, after listening through the album yesterday, I would have to say it's Mavericks. Um, and it's probably because they just held the uh, big wave riding contest at Mavericks recently uh, here in Half Moon Bay, Northern California. And it's, I'm just partial to the location track. So we did Donner Pass, we did Kitty Hawk, you know, we did another location track on the album Antietam, which um, is a peculiar location. Um, but anyway, Mavericks. The concept of the location track, it's a new one for me. So let's, uh, let's check out a bit of Mavericks.
special edition of Luke Radio, and my guest is Momu. So uh, we were talking about location tracks, and uh, I always find the names of the Momu songs to be so interesting and off the beaten path. And uh, are those names in some way a reflection of who you guys are or what you're into? I would say that uh, Mark comes up with 90% of the names. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a reflection of where Mark's head is at. And where is that head at? Well, as far as the locations go, um, we've really picked some interesting ones. If you if you go back to Kitty Hawk, that's where you know Orville and Wilbur Wright first flew a plane, right? So Kitty Hawk had a great story and history. And my ex, my cousin actually lives there year round, and I've spent a lot of time there on the dunes in Kitty Hawk. Um, Donner Pass was, you know, the story about the Donner Party is sort of a gruesome one, but it's also about hope, and uh, that definitely came across in the track. I spent a lot of time snowboarding in Tahoe and crossing Donner Pass, which it's amazing. You can cross it in 10 minutes in a car, but, you know, it used to take months or weeks to cross it, uh, you know, before highways were built. Uh, Mavericks is just, you know, epic. How epic can, you know, a place where, you know, 40, 30 and 40 foot waves break and people risk their lives to go surfing there. Um, And Antietam was, you know, the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. It's kind of an odd uh, inspiration, but uh, I think you can hear hear some of that in there, some of the battlefield. We even got a really oddball recording of what was apparently ghosts recorded on the battlefield, um, you know, in modern day. But uh, I guess you can be the judge of that. We've also got some artillery, some uh, historical artillery samples in there. And in defense of the Donner Party, I think they were recently uh, cleared of cannibalism. I think they did some chemical or DNA analysis on the remains, and the Donner Party did not eat anybody. Yes, it must have been animals. So, anyway, uh, so many of the tracks uh, on your album are really emotive sounding. They're lush, beautiful stuff. So I wanted to give the listeners just a taste here. This is the first track off the album. This is The Dive.
So this was uh, such a big track for you guys. Tell us a bit about how it came together. The track was actually inspired by the death of my wife's stepfather. And he was a skydiver. It was his big love in life. And uh, unfortunately, he had an accident and, and died. Um, so that song was dedicated to him. Yeah, I can actually remember the day that we started working on that track. We had a studio session plan, and I got to the studio, and John D had this amazing, amazing um, sound that he was getting out of the Nord, and it was a kind of a crystalline but spacious really atmospheric sound that was really how the track started. I think after that, you know, everything else kind of came into play with the break beats and the bass lines and some of the other elements. And then the vocals with, with Alice and Quinby came really after that. I think it, if you want to, you know, technically it all started with that one pad, which, you know, I still love right now. So that's the lush soundscape side of Moo Moo, and then there's the tech nasty side, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Here's an example. This is a clip from Donkey Rocket. special edition of Luke Radio. I'm Spesh and I'm in the studio with Momo chatting, playing selections from their new album. Um, and uh, that was just Donkey Rocket. 
a sample of their more techie side, or a sample of the more techie side of their production. I don't know if we're as technical as some other producers. Um, I mean, we do get into cutting up stuff and, uh, you know, getting jittery once in a while, but I think we try to keep it a little bit smoother and, um, I don't know, what do you think, Mark? I think, I think, um, we spend a lot of time working on keeping things pretty smooth. I mean, I think that comes out in it, um, you know, but other times it's frenetic and, and chaotic, like in Donkey Rocket or in uh, Torque, which is a new track on the album that probably no one's heard yet. It definitely hasn't even been in any hands that, uh, I don't know, it's more influenced by The Cure and by, you know, LTJ Bookham, you know, and together than anything else. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy that one. I think maybe breakbeat as a genre can get uh, stuck in certain extremes, like either being all about booty bass and uh, kind of really simple, aggressive beats or extremely technical and uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, too intelligent. I think we try to span the balance. We're, we're, we're trying to compose in all seven chakras. Uh, totally. I don't even know where my chakras are. Um, <laughs> we've got seven of them. Awesome. So, um, anyway, that's probably a good lead into, uh, my, one of my last questions before we wrap up. I mean, I'd like to get your take on the music scene in general. Like, um, I myself am pretty stoked to hear a lot of shifting around of styles and even some stuff that's hearkening back to the older, more bleepy acid house stuff. I mean, not that I'd jump on that bandwagon myself or anything, but, um, what's your take on dance music in general these days? And do you think, uh, that dance music is any more accessible to the general public now than it has been in, in the past? Well, Johnny's probably a little bit closer to, you know, what the state of affairs right now in dance music is than I am because he co-runs Luke Records with you, Spesh. But, you know, the comments that I would have uh, would be that uh, some of the promise that was tied to dance music, you know, hasn't really come come to fruition. I mean, you've got some massive uh, acts like Chemical Brothers that, you know, are winning Grammys and things like that. But you, you don't really, you know, you don't have a, the, another wave of superheroes uh, that I think the music could could use or, or could need. You know, I, I'm not even sure what, you know, the Daft Punks and guys like that are doing now. But certainly if in the U.S. there's no dance act that comes even close to one of the, you know, lower kind of tier or, you know, one of the, you know, run-of-the-mill hip-hop acts uh, or pop acts. So, you know, I think in the U.S., the comma would be, you know, we need some more heroes and we, we need to get sort of back on, you know, the, the same kind of footing as some of the other popular forms of music are uh, experiencing. It may be that dance music always stays in the ghetto in the United States in the sense of being ghettoized and marginalized and not mainstream and just really small groups of people listening to it and caring about it. And the upside of that is that um, there's a lot of room for radical change and creativity. So lastly, what are your predictions for 2006 and beyond, either for yourself or, or Momu or, or anything? Uh, keep working in the studio and see what happens. Same thing I said about three or four years ago. We're just not going to stop, and we're just going to keep doing it. Hopefully people will listen. Hopefully people will like it. But either way, we're not going to stop. This is a Luke Radio Special Edition. I'm Spesh, and you've been listening to an interview with Momu, who are just releasing a brand new album. 
We've also heard some of the excellent tracks. The album's called simply Momu, and that's it for us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Spesh. Thanks, Spesh. Looking forward to the next album. Awesome, me too. And remember, all of you out there, keep listening to the good stuff. Johnny and Spesh present Luke Radio. Dance music for rock stars.